And a good afternoon, five minutes after 12 noon. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL Colville. Good to have you with us, boy. Once those thunderstorms and rain started uh, last night, it's been kind of a <laughs> on again, off again, but it's pretty much on again. Um, it did help our air quality, helped our air quality a whole lot. Colville getting rid of that particulate in the air, going from the unhealthy for sensitive groups down to moderate to teetering right on the good air quality. But uh, yeah, once we stop having the rain and the thunderstorms, we're going to see the air quality likely go back to... Uh, unhealthy for sensitive groups. At least that's what is in the forecast. Again, if you are near where we have a downpour of the thunderstorms, there is technically a flood watch in effect. Addy, Springdale, Arden, Colville, Clayton, Chowila, Oren, Valley, Kettle Falls, these are very slow-moving thunderstorms, and so that can bring some localized heavy downpours. So just be prepared and be aware of that. Also, the air quality alert still in effect, although the Colville Kettle Falls area, really pretty darn nice uh, air quality right now. Chowila a higher particulate count the further south you go. There are some reporting stations in Spokane still showing unhealthy for sensitive groups. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. The growth of that wildfire northeast of Seattle slowing down, mandatory evacuation eased for the town of Index. That blaze had sent residents and hikers scrambling to leave. The Bolt Creek fire slowed down, people able to return home, but they are still advised to be ready to leave at a moment's notice if the weather and fire conditions change. That fire started on Saturday during hot, dry, windy conditions. Got right down to Highway 2, caused the highway to be closed for a while. Pacific Northwest cherry crop this year, the smallest in 14 years, partly because of the spring snowstorm. 80,000 tons short on the cherry crop. Washington and Oregon had that severe winter storm April 14th, right during the cherry blossom bloom. President of the Washington State Fruit Commission and Northwest Cherries says the snow event during the cherry bloom has never happened before. This will be the smallest 
cherry crop since 2008. The children in Seattle School District, they are back in school. A week delay in the start of classes. Seattle Public Schools and the Seattle Education Association announcing late Monday night they had reached a tentative agreement on a new contract. And then late yesterday, they announced the membership had voted to suspend the walkout pending ratification. The striking teachers say they were concerned about the emotional help for students. Students are going to have to make up the five days of school they missed. The Washington Pilots Association Colville Valley Chapter will be hosting its annual fly-in pancake breakfast at the Colville Municipal Airport this Saturday from 7 to 11 a.m. Breakfasts are just $8 for adults and $4 for kids. Come visit your airport and enjoy a great morning while watching airplanes fill the sky while enjoying a great breakfast prepared by local pilots and airport friends. All types of aircraft and vintage cars will be on display. Please call Dave Geringer at 675-1041 or email Airport at yahoo.com for more information. Well, by now, most people around the area know of the huge government uh, housing project that Rural Resources and Catholic Charities wants to build up on Colville's northwest side. Uh, the Catholic Charities and Rural Resources, they were the guest speaker at the Chamber of Commerce meeting that was held yesterday at the Eagles. Here's a little bit on an update on that project. Catholic Charities, we're throughout Eastern Washington and partly into Western Washington as well. We do all different types of services and some of the services we already bring to Stevens County. I just want to kind of highlight those. We have childbirth and parenting assistance. We have a regional office, food for all, family housing, senior services, parish social ministry, and emergency assistant voucher program. So we're in your community today doing good work with partnering in your community, and we're doing lots of work throughout Eastern Washington. So what do we have in, in our portfolio of Catholic Charities? So we have 65 affordable properties. We're providing, we have 2,600 units serving a 5,000 plus residents throughout the area. So we're pretty busy and we're also pretty experienced in providing affordable housing in Eastern Washington. Again, we're in 16 counties. We do both urban and rural. For us, this is a rural application, but we have lots of urban projects as well in communities in Eastern Washington. We have properties that specialize and focus in different areas. Some properties are focused on seniors and we have a lot of senior properties. We have veterans properties. We have agricultural properties or farm worker properties. We're providing housing there. We provide housing for families, and that's what this project is for, and then those that are exiting homelessness. So we have lots of breadth in the work in the area that we work in in Catholic Charities. It's important to say what Cruz shared with you is what permanent supportive housing is, and what I want to share with you is what permanent supportive housing is not, because there is some misunderstanding, and we want to make sure that we clarify what supportive housing is not. It's not a homeless shelter. It's a very different product. It's a very different system. What we're proposing in Colville is permanent supportive housing. It's not a homeless shelter. It is not unsafe. Our permanent supportive housing, you can go to every one of our housing units, our properties anywhere in the state, they are not unsafe. They are very safe places because they're for families and we want families to be in safe environments. It is not a free for all. 
our permanent supporter housing isn't that anybody gets to do whatever they want. We have rules on our property. Everybody will sign a lease and they're held to those rules. And if they can't follow those rules, eventually they will be asked to leave if they can't do that. It's not free of expectations. We have high expectations on our properties. Not only that our residents live in harmony with their fellow residents, but they're also working to improve their lives. And that's important to us. And we're not letting anything happen. We pay close attention to what happens on our properties. We know if we get one bad unit, that unit can really affect the experience of everyone else in, on our property. So we pay really close attention. It's important for us to share with you what permanent supportive housing is not. So what about resident responsibility? This is no different than anyone who is renting an apartment or for that matter, you've mortgaged a house and you're making a house payment every month. Our residents have to make their rent payment. We don't allow criminal activity on the site. It doesn't happen on our property. We cannot let that happen on our property. And when it does, we have to address that straight up. We want our residents to live in community. We want to have a safe community for our residents. And as I shared before, if, if residents don't abide by the lease, we give them opportunities to rectify those circumstances. But in the worst case scenario, we don't like this to happen. We may have to move someone along if that is the case. But we, our goal is to try to work through the issues. And that's our responsibility to our residents. Safety and security is paramount in what we're doing on our properties. If we can't create a safe property, then we haven't created a property that's a really great place for family. And that's important to us. So, we don't allow illegal substances on our properties. That's important to us. That's something we monitor carefully. We wanna make sure that we have resources for our residents so we can address if we are having behavior challenges and that's where we have support services to help address those. We have a lot of security cameras on our property. Cameras have become a really great tool for us. They're like our helping hand in the work that we're doing. And we can go back to that hammer feed and if we can find things that are causing us challenges or causing our residents challenges, we can address those things. We have an on-site manager that's obligated to that property 24-7, 365. And when we don't have an on-site manager, if they're on vacation, we bring backup staff to make sure we have somebody on property. We make sure we are controlling and monitoring the property at all times. We do that partly through cameras, but we also do that through limitations on who could be brought to the property. If you're on a lease, you can't just decide you're going to bring a new family member and move them into the building. If they're not in the lease, they're not on the property and they will be asked eventually to leave. If there's criminal behavior with residents, we work with law enforcement to be able to address that. So we have close relationships with law enforcement in each communities we work with and we will work with law enforcement if we have to, to deal with some of those issues. And we meet with our residents often so we can hear what those concerns are. If there are safety and security concerns, then we address them. This has become such an important part of the work that we do. Recently, Catholic Charities hired a new director of safety and security, Teresa McCollum. This is going to be her whole life that she's going to go around every one of these properties meet with site managers and make sure that we are addressing any potential safety issues for staff or for residents. So here's some of our partners that we're working with and obviously you know that we're working with rural resources here real closely. Spoken Housing Authority, we've been working with them. They help us provide some of the residents potential housing vouchers that will help them with their rent if they need it. We are obviously working with Washington State Department of Commerce because that's the funding source that we've accessed here for our project through housing trust fund and through tax credits. That really comes out of the Housing Finance Commission. And then we have a development partner, Horizon Housing, that really helps us on the development pieces of these. The projects are complicated to put together and they provide that for us. And so mostly I just want to give you a project update and you have a lot of great people in the room. You have the chair of the Plan Commission here today as well. But where we're at right now in the process is the city of Colville is working through implementing their regulations for neighborhood mixed use. They've been working on that at pace. The Planning Commission's had one hearing, they've had a workshop or study session, and then they're going back to hearing on the 12th, if I remember right, and then hopefully at that point we're on to City Council, City Council's consideration, 
And then once those regulations are adopted, then that's when we would submit for permit on this project and start to move that project forward. We're still very interested in this project, very excited about this project. It's been great to have presentations like this. We're having a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with folks too. I had two emails this morning from citizens of Colville just asking questions, wanting to know more about the project. Molly's doing that all the time as well. You know, we have a kind of a, a quiet outreach, like this is much less quiet and more, you know, meet with the whole group, but we meet a lot with individuals. Tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit more about this project. Here's some questions and answers from the audience and the responses there. Also, I'll be talking a little bit about how this entire project and the actions that the Colville Planning Commission and City Council are doing fall right into the lap of this great reset. It's something that I think you might want to listen to. We'll talk about that in the news tomorrow. Right now at Saunders Furniture, you can get up to two years, 0% special financing with your good credit during the seasonal sale. New dining room sets, bedroom suites, and heat and massage recliners are in stock now. Take up to 24 months with no interest to pay off your new furniture and cozy up on a brand new 10-inch queen flippable mattress for just $399. Delivery and setup available at Saunders Furniture, 279 South Main Street in downtown Colville. Northwest Alloy retirees, former employees, friends, families. Hey, there's going to be a big reunion at the Chihuahua Golf and Country Club Saturday, October 1st, beginning at 3 in the afternoon. They do need to know how many people are coming, so if you would call Holly at 509-675-4061, again, all the Northwest Alloys retirees, former employees and that, give Holly a call, 509-675-4061. Also going on this evening that's going to be at the Ag Trade Center. It is a dinner auction fundraiser for Jennifer Nussbaum for some of the cancer expenses. That's this evening, 6 o'clock at the Ag Trade Center. Brown Boys Ohana Eatery. They are donating the barbecue chicken, potatoes, veggies, salad rolls, and all. Tickets available at Brown Boys or at the door for that event. Let's check with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife the question of the week. It's part two in the series of chronic wasting disease. Hi, I'm Malia DeVivo, ungulate research scientist for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. We get a lot of questions at WDFW, including several lately about chronic wasting disease, known as CWD. With deer hunting seasons approaching, we will be using the question of the week segment throughout September to answer CWD questions. Today's question, what is WDFW doing to slow the spread of CWD? CWD is a fatal neurologic disease of cervids, which in Washington are deer, elk, and moose. CWD is caused by an infectious prion protein that is transmitted directly from animal to animal or indirectly through contaminated environments. CWD has not been detected in Washington, but has been found in either wild or captive cervids in 30 states with the closest cases in Idaho. WDFW is concerned about the spread of CWD and started a chronic wasting disease surveillance program during the 2021 general deer hunting season. 
For the 2022 deer season, we are expanding that program but need your help to slow the spread of CWD. If you harvest deer or elk in eastern Washington, you can help by having it tested for CWD. If you salvage a roadkill deer or elk, we also ask that you get it tested. If you harvest a deer or elk or salvage a deer or elk in game management units 101 through 186, you can have your animal tested for CWD either by appointment at a WDFW facility or at the Inland Northwest Wildlife Council headquarters in North Spokane by visiting a hunter check station or mailing in your sample to WDFW. You can find instructions on how to properly sample and ship samples to WDFW on our website. Game check stations and office locations are on the WDFW website at wdfw.wa.gov forward slash CWD. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. Please include an email or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There will be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. If your name is drawn, you can win a can of bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. Tune in to the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Wildlife Question of the Week. Email questions you have on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495 and we will answer one question every Wednesday. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. Seattle Mariners, they are in pregame right now. It's game two of the two-game series with San Diego coming up. That game will be on 92.1 KCRK. Yesterday, the Padres beat the Mariners 2-0 last night. Well, San Diego now two games ahead of Milwaukee in the chase for the final wild card spot in the National League. Seattle, with the loss, they drop into a tie with Tampa Bay, a half game behind Toronto in the American League race for the top spot. Every game really important. It's game two of the two-game series with San Diego. You can hear that this afternoon on 92.1 KCRK. Oh my goodness, a lot of, well, questions about the head coaches, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, his first uh, game with the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson's first game with the Denver Broncos, and the Seahawks defeating Denver 17-16 because Hackett went with a attempted 64-yard field goal that was unsuccessful instead of letting Russell Wilson take the ball with a fourth and five situation at the 46-yard line. So we'll see what <laughs> comes of that. But I'll tell you, game one, especially with the limited preseason now, game one is kind of a topsy-turvy thing all around the NFL. But 
Seahawks pick up that big win. A look at uh, today's local weather forecast brought to you by Kettle Falls De Family Dentistry and Implant Solutions at 130 West 10th in Kettle Falls, offering general dentistry for all ages and same-day crowns, new patients, emergencies, they are welcome. Rain and thunderstorms continuing on into the early evening hours. Uh, high temperatures around 73, uh, uh, getting down to 41 overnight. Uh, fog likely tomorrow morning, 78 the high Thursday, 75 Friday. We're going to cool down a little bit, 50s. Uh, by Saturday and Sunday, there is the possibility of frost. Overnight low, 32, 33 degrees, right, depending on where you are. High temperatures only in the upper 60s. Uh, we are looking at a high of 65 by Monday with partly sunny skies. Let Dr. Chip Johnson and his friendly professional staff Give you a new reason to smile at Kettle Falls Family Dentistry and Implant Solutions. Well, enjoy the uh, fresh air while you can. You just probably don't want to go stand under a tree with, uh, you know, these lightning storms that have been all around the area. Uh, be careful, but uh, hey, it's a lot easier to breathe uh, here today than the last few days. Eric Carpenter with you during the noon hour on KCVL.